Adelita Montero. Hello. Hello, Atlas. How are you? Thank you so much for coming on the program. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Likewise. Super pumped. <laughs> and it was awesome meeting you at Anthony Flores' house. That was a bunch of fun. That field, the energy there <laughs> is very strong. Yes. Great gathering, great energy of people, ideas that are being manifested. Left and right. Yeah. This is the time. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And we're going to be talking about the warrior champion mindset. I'm so pumped. This is your unique way of... rebalancing the imbalances in peak performers so that they can actualize their greatest gifts into the world. And it leverages a lot of different techniques. We'll talk about mindfulness. We'll talk about meditation, NLP, hypnosis, biohacking, nutrition. We'll talk about all that good stuff. By the way, it may not appear so, but Adelita, if you read the bio... She's a four-time jiu-jitsu world champion. And so at any point, if I get out of line, she, <laughs> she's going to tackle me. <laughs> uh, and, and, and actually, we'll probably undergo some demos, maybe a couple demos. Maybe she'll show us a couple things jiu-jitsu-wise, hypnosis-wise, NLP-wise. Maybe she'll walk us through a couple demos if, if we're lucky. Yeah? Sounds good. Okay, cool. <laughs> okay, awesome. All right. Adelita, let's start things off with your understanding of the nature of reality. Who are we truly and why does this reality exist? I love this is like my favorite subject. Believe it or not, um, reality, the nature of reality. So in NLP, we study a lot about the nature of reality. And uh, when I teach NLP courses, we, we really dive into the, um, to the different uh, modalities, right? So there's like visual input, there's auditory input, there's kinesthetic input, there's all we're being bombarded with sensory input and our our nervous system uh you know it it has to filter it has to make sense of all this data and it's so much it's so overwhelming that it has a mechanism of uh generalizing deleting mm. and distorting because mm. if we were if we were if we didn't have this filter we'll probably go insane because it's just too much. Yeah, yeah. So you pretty much you don't see reality as it is. You see reality as you are, basically, through these filters. So there's these filters. So, for example, if you're a pregnant lady and then you go out on the street, you're going to only see about pregnancy, pregnancy stuff, pregnant ladies and babies and, and all kinds of things related to that. That's, that's what you see. So it's a way for, uh, that we hyper-focus on, on things that are interesting to us, right? And 
So if you're interested in um, making money and you have this mindset of, you know, succeeding in the world, you're going to go out there and that's all you're going to see. And it can also be detrimental if you're misusing this uh, mechanism. You could, all you could see is something very negative. People that are very sad and depressed, they can look around and only see reasons to be more sad and more depressed. And they almost tend to gravitate towards experiences, people, and um, TV programs that will actually reinforce that belief. And it becomes addicting because our brain secretes um, neurotransmitters and, and gets us hooked into um, certain states. So this is very interesting. So you see what you are not reality as it is so what do you want to see oh i love the ending to that so yeah what do you want to see yeah exactly and that's that's really really well articulated it's a really consciousness oriented perspective around the nature of reality first of all sentience plays a fundamental role in reality so our awareness this evolutionary culmination the pinnacle of human awareness is gorgeous and it's exactly how this reality was designed to undergo this process and then from that point if you're not a sovereign being of your awareness of your consciousness on a most first principled level, if you're not a sovereign being of that, oh my goodness, we are going to encounter a lot of unnecessary suffering. And we can encounter a lot more well-being, a lot more prosperity, a lot more abundance with that mindset change. And I love the example that you gave because it's so common to people in the sense of for people, especially like the example with car rentals, usually what happens is if once you rent like a Toyota Prius, and you're driving around the Toyota Prius on the streets for a couple days as you go on a trip somewhere, let's say. What do you start noticing? Toyota Priuses everywhere. <laughs> you actually notice them everywhere now. But before you weren't noticing, but they were still there. And it's the same thing with if you're pregnant and you're walking around and you begin to notice the acuity, your sensory acuity to that specific phenomenon becomes more sensitive. And that's super interesting. So then now on a very macro level with sentience, with consciousness, we can think about it like, actually, this is probably a pretty uh, decent time to actually bring up this. We can probably bring up both of these because they're both kind of good to bring up at to explain this along the way that. And this is Adelita's um, levels of mindset levels of mindset and so like she was describing to us a moment ago you f can find yourself in a victim level of consciousness an egoic level of consciousness and everywhere you look you will see 
people that are self-dealing to themselves, people that are complaining, people that are ignorant, people that are not creating value into the world or you can enter into maybe one level up a creator mentality where you realize that you are sovereign you are able to create reality you are able to bring value into the world so why don't you yeah walk us through this on a deeper level because this is already i can tell that this is already going to be fascinating because it's so oriented around mindset it's so oriented around consciousness around sentience and i love that about what you're sharing with us yeah so our thoughts are really powerful so through our thoughts and through our emotions we create I have a quote and it's also part of the slogan on my website is as you think and feel so you create yes so what does that mean right so your thoughts when you think of something that has a level of energy when you feel an emotion associated with that thought you amplify that thought and that becomes really powerful and then when you detach from the outcome you can really create the reality that you want. So n you have to know that at some level, intellectually at first, if you never heard of it. It takes a little while for you to assimilate. Maybe you're gonna hear from different people and then eventually it's gonna click and then it becomes part, you embody that knowledge, your, becomes your wisdom, become, becomes your knowing. Okay, so just hearing this, and if you never heard before, you don't have it down yet. It's just like jujitsu. You're gonna go to the mat and then you're gonna show you an arm bar and you're gonna do it a couple times, 10 times in one day. You go home, you come back the next day. You don't know, you don't know an arm bar. And this is very similar. So there are many things regarding mindset and consciousness and thoughts and the words that we use and all those different things that coming together creates our reality. So we need to be really cognizant of that because um, I have a quote that says, your state dictates your fate, right? So your emotional state is constantly creating uh, the next level of experience for you. So whether um, you love what's going on in your life or you hate it, you are the one who's actually creating that so that's good news and bad news if you love everything that's going on in your life congratulations you created that some people find that controversial because you know there's trauma there's suffering there's this and that is that but we don't know what we don't know when we step step away back far enough from the point view of god and the creator and maybe the plurality of lives and existence, everything makes sense. Everything makes Ooh, sense. Oh, yeah. So we are creating our reality, sometimes good, sometimes bad. When we take responsibility, right? Then we can really alter like those experiences from good to bad to, to better and to the ultimate, which is, which is the warrior champion mindset. Most people live in victimhood, if you look at the graphic, like right? the victim mentality. 
victim mentality is, is where I came from. It's part of my story. Like I come from a family in Brazil, in Sao Paulo, where not super high level of consciousness going on there. Um, spiritually, we didn't really go to any um, religions. My parents, they were a little bit cynical of organized religions. And I mean, I don't blame them from the point of view that they understood it was really like the opiate of the masses in a way. But you can't throw the, the baby with the bathwater, right? There's something good in there and um, they just ignored that completely. So we didn't have anything, right? Sometimes having an organized religion, you can get something out of it. It's better than nothing, right? So I had nothing. Then, um, if you look at emotionally, emotionally, we didn't really know how to deal with um, negative emotions. We had a lot of conflict in like blaming and um, yelling and screaming. We didn't really know how to deal with um, conflict in a healthy way. And um, intellectually, my parents, none of them graduated college. For example, my dad, he didn't even make to... Um, middle school and finally like physically and athletically and all that we didn't really uh, belong to any gyms or trained as a family played any sports or exercise together anything like that never uh, in fact both of my parents smoked one pack of cigarettes a day right so it's the very opposite so from where I came from, we came from victim mindset, right? We are not taking care of our health. We have no level of spirituality. We don't know how to deal with our emotions. It's just like a disaster. <laughs> it's a disaster. But looking at it, you know. Your greatest trauma created your greatest treasure. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I am so grateful for my parents for everything wow. that they've done for me. And uh, because they were doing the very best they could with what they had. And I feel like I turned out all right. You know, like. In you that. turned out really badass. <laughs> yeah. So I. I learned a lot, uh, you know, they were teaching me like what I didn't want, what I didn't want. Like, but you sometimes use you the warrior champion mindset, even though you may not have had that terminology while you were working your way out of the victim level consciousness to creator consciousness and to the warrior champion mindset, because yes. this is in a sense, a perfect story of how you overcame such intense traumatic aspects to an upbringing where there was such a a lack of knowledge of this this yes you know I my, my parents got divorced when I was eight and there was a lot of turmoil and um, and I felt like there was a lot of lack and this and that and you know, eventually you have to take ownership you know you can't live your whole life in victim mindset just because you came from victim mindset you know it's uh up to us to to grow out of those things and, and realize those things right so it was a journey because i felt like something was lacking something was missing and i felt like angry and lonely and kind of disoriented as a kid 
So there was like this huge hole in my heart and I didn't really know what was missing. So I just kept searching and doing things and accomplishing things. And I moved to the United States, you know, relocated to another continent, maybe in try, you know, unconsciously trying to find something to, uh, you know, heal this wound inside of me, uh, this lack. I felt like something was not right the way I was raised or grew up and I, I wanted to find what that was. So I went on this quest, right? It's the hero's journey. Yes. I moved to, I relocated to another hemisphere, right? And um, I graduated from uh, from my international business course, 1% of my class. And um, I re relocated to a foreign country and I got married I had two kids to a, a successful executive in Orange County I was living the desperate housewives or Orange County's <laughs> lifestyle you know I had the US the SUV a couple of kids I had the smartphone and like you know the credit cards and all that but uh, it's still it didn't fulfill right so how many of us sometimes like try to use relationships and accomplishments and uh, titles, whatever, just to try and fill this void, like trying to, to find your worthiness or validation in the world or something. So it was this quest, you know, it was a lot of energy, you know, pouring until I found jujitsu. Wow. Right. Jujitsu was like, oh, my God, I start training. I was like, maybe this is it, you know. Within three months, I competed in my first jiu-jitsu tournament. Boom. And I lost my first match. It was at Poly State in Long Beach. And I was living in Temecula. Nobody from my school was competing in it. I just signed up and competed, <laughs> drove mm -hmm. up, and I'm going to fight jiu-jitsu, right? I was 28 years old or something. It's not like I've done this my whole life. I yep. didn't even learn jiu-jitsu in Brazil. I learned here in the U.S., yep, in yeah, Temecula. Yeah. Wow. So with Tom Crony at Carlson Gracie team and those guys are amazing. So in three months I was able to go and I lost my first match. So I had to come back and win again and again and again. But I ended up winning that tournament, my first tournament. I won first place. It was called Grappling X in Long Beach. But um, what that taught me is that, you know, that didn't fulfill. It was just another way I was trying to feel that whole, that validation. It's like, look at me, you know, like I can win. And, and, then, I, and then I really mm. wanted to win a, a world mm. title, right? And um, it's, it's just none, none of these things filled that hole. So it was not only until I realized that my marriage was crumbling that you know i had to really face that relationship was like dead it was a dead end right i had to really face and do something about it i had to get out of that relationship that was not allowing me to grow to expand i felt like there was it was this disconnect there right and um a lot of the elements that you look for in a relationship i felt like it was not there so when I saw I had to face the pain of like the crumbling of, you know, the whole, the dream, yeah. the, the story that you create, the life that you create, that's when really I started to develop myself, to work on myself, to learn about mindset. That's when I um, 
I did a one-week program in uh, Northern California with the Hoffman process, cool. heavily based on NLP mm-hmm. and um, gratitude practices and cathartic as exercises, and it's immersive. One week of you working on yourself. I think it requires that for you to turn in your cell phone and just work on yourself, right? Yeah. So that was the very beginning of my journey uh, on working on myself and did meditation uh, um, retreats and things like that. So it's been like since 2012, it's been like a journey since I joined Jiu Jitsu of learning uh, about mindset, about emotions, the lack and the validation and about codependency, right? How I I didn't know that about myself, that I, I, I was overgiving, right? In the give, give, give program and like not really getting much back and um, and then I just had to really understand about narcissism and codependency. And it's, it's a lot to learn, you know, like relationship dynamics project. When you project something on somebody, somebody's projecting something on you. And there's just so much that we, we don't know what we don't know. Right. So it's been, it's been an interesting journey. So once I start working on myself, that I developed myself, that overcame a lot of these patterns from my childhood, that's when I was first time able to win a world tournament, right? That was the first time that it's almost, it felt like there was a block. There's something that would not allow, it's like a self-sabotage that would not allow me to feel worthy enough or good enough to step on that mat and then you know what i'm just you know gonna do this and it's, there's also a detachment that you that you create now it's not about anger and uh, in your opponent and stuff it's like they are there for you as an instrument a reflection of you like they are your mirror right yeah. so you respect them in a different way the same with relationships and all that right so that opponent was there showing me my fears my inadequacies and then uh detaching from the outcomes like okay i'm gonna go i'm gonna do my best right and i'm gonna go all in but then the outcome it's like it's not yes. really important so that's when you really over overcome a lot so that's when you go from a victim mindset to a creator mindset, which is level two there on this graphic, right? From a victim to a creator. A creator is what? It's somebody who knows these things, embody this lesson of like, you know what? We can create our reality. You know, I, I'm gonna meditate, I'm gonna focus my thoughts, I'm gonna journal, I'm gonna do affirmations, I'm gonna, um, you know, c- uh, focus on my goals, right? Set goals and stay on track. So that's the creator. The creator, creator gets things done. They, it's about having, like what you can have, what you can bring about in the world. And it's great. But what happens is eventually, after a while, you can have all you want. And that's not satisfying, right? You can have the titles. You can have the relationship. You can have the money. You can have the car. And you can have, you know, millions and billions of dollars. These people are miserable, miserable out of their lives right disconnected from source disconnected from from uh humanity and what really matters right so that's eventually you want to overcome and move up to what i call the warrior mindset right we graduate from creator mindset into a warrior mindset and then now what's a warrior mindset a warrior champion mindset 
would be somebody that now instead of manifesting things and cars and girls and good-looking guys relationships the trophy wife and the house and the crib and the you know all these things they're great don't don't get me wrong but if you if you go beyond that you can have all that but that's not your main intention so now if you if you in warrior champion mindset what are you trying to manifest are virtues mm. okay you're not things but virtues so imagine i love that i wanna like if i could have anything in the world like if i was like if i if was in front of god and god because it's pretty much the universe whatever you want to call it and saying what do you want is an eternal what do you want i love you what do you want so i would say i want perfect health i want perfect health i want truth i want truth for me and for the world i want the truth to come out i want freedom so these are more intangibles right I, what do you mean freedom i want people to be free i believe people are supposed to be happy healthy and free and we're not having that right now so instead of wanting the house the crib and this and that i want those things but those things they don't exclude the other ones but that's not my main focus yeah. right yeah. it's the same thing when you go after a relationship right that's let's right. say you're single and you're looking around on on the apps and then you're swiping left and right right <laughs> and then what you see it's like sometimes it's like people that are you know projecting that oh i have this car i have this house and the girls are projecting like oh you know i have the i'm i'm beautiful and i whatever like you know i'm hot so i don't think there's nothing wrong with that per se but that's if that's all there is that's that's just not enough not enough for me I think if and for anybody really because eventually down the line that is fun for six months six months is the uh honeymoon phase after that you're just like you're disconnected like right? there's a disconnection and uh and that initial excitement that dopamine whatever oxytocin all that runs out so it's like a chemical thing uh dr david hawkins talked about that he he wrote the power uh, power versus force, which uh, is really tremendous uh, body of work. He has many other books, but um, Dr. Hawking says that, you know, people don't, they're not in a, in a relationship. It's like a romanticized, like, fantasy, right? It's not a real, you know, loving. It's like you're not in love with somebody. You're in, in love with an idea. It's like a fairy tale of a romanticized concept construct of your ego mind right so then it is just it, it, it eventually that's gonna crash it's gonna crumble down right so starting a relationship is starting your life and the foundations building a foundation that is based on you know values like who you really are Beautiful. and what you really want. I love it. So you have to do some work and digging in, right? Because it's the contrast that that takes place. Instead of you just going through life and then just like 
getting hurt and not knowing what you want and just repeating that, repeating that, repeating that same pattern, you could stop at one point, like just like I had to stop at one point, some life crisis come about, right? But you could do that without a life crisis. You could just go introspect and, say, and, and figure out what you really want because we've been programmed. We've been programmed. We don't know who we are. We don't know anything about the human condition. We don't know about the essence, the ego. We don't know about after death. And, you know, we've been programmed and, f and fed these ideas. And, and we don't really um, have an understanding of how to relate to others because it's everybody is, is just kind of playing a role. Like everybody's wearing a mask. So it's really difficult, right? So for people to break out of that, I think it requires radical humility yep. and courage. So these are the virtues of the warrior, okay? So going back to the warrior champion, it's like to be a warrior, think about that. The archetype of a warrior, he's gonna die for what he believes it's about values right if freedom is my value okay there is a point that is not worth living okay if your freedoms are stripped out of you there is a point that you have to stand up like a warrior and say enough is enough yeah. right and fight Fight for you believe for what you believe for your values for your family for your relationship for your spirituality for whatever values that you hold. So we need to raise our consciousness. You know, you, maybe we could bring Dr. Hawkins now. Uh, Dr. David Hawkins. He was um, a psychiatrist. He was greatly renowned more than 50 years in practice and super famous all over the u.s he had clinics very prolific wrote so many books uh, power versus force letting go uh, truth versus falsehood and you know he created the the levels of consciousness the map of uh you know the different levels of emotion so what he used is uh, muscle testing, right? In muscle testing, you can calibrate, you can, you can ask uh, yes or no questions to your body, just like with nutrition, a lot of chiropractors and, and body workers know this and use, access this, like through our energy of our meridians and all that. We can ask questions, you know, is this magnesium good for me, right? Is this um, uh, food good for me? I used to order like a meal prep that wasn't good for me. And then, and, and then I, I muscle tested and it came out like, no, this is, there's something wrong with this. I don't know exactly what it is. And then I, and I quit. So there are things that your body knows that you can access like a higher level of intelligence through muscle testing. So muscle testing is widely used, you know, in, um, chiropractor, um, nutrition, uh, functional medicine, and, and such. So the level of consciousness he calibrated from, from the very bottom, like starting at zero all the way to a thousand, as you can see in the graph there. And according to Dr. David Hawkins, like 80 to 85% of all people 
are resonating, are vibrating. So these are different vibrational, emotional levels, right? If, we, if we're going to uh, measure the vibrational output of your emotions at any given time, like the overall, the aggregate, some people are vibrating at shame or guilt or desire, anger, pride or fear in, in those levels, right? Overall. So anything from pride and below is like 200 and below those are negative emotions mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. so 80 to 85 percent are living in that reality of negative emotions of victimhood the victim mindset of blaming of fear of the perpetuation of like um victimhood and being offended right so this is all egoic um constructs and patterns right that you have to uh grow out of in in and it's like a letter uh you you climbing up this this jacob's letter yeah right yeah so you climbing up so shame is in the very bottom humiliation when you shame somebody when humiliating in front of people don't ever do that tricky that's the worst thing you could possibly do yeah humiliation yeah yeah it's very low like that's the people like suicidal and all that, right? This like cyberbullying and things like that. It goes right there, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So then moving up, um, there's guilt. There's you know, there eventually there's fear, pride, anger, and all those things. So there's more energy calibrates higher a little bit every time you go up. Actually, pride has more energy. Anger has more energy than apathy and and despair on the very bottom. Right, you can mm -hmm. kind of see that, mm -hmm. but we don't want to be stuck in any of those levels because when we are resonating with pride or with anger or with fear, you attract that to your life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You're resonating that, you're putting that out to the universe, that's what you get back. Yeah, yeah, right. That's the, the reality we create our reality, but we're creating now in a, in a dysfunctional way, right? And it, it's, it's kind of like a loop, that's why you need help, like, you can't really break out of that loop by yourself right if i got coaches um i got classes i read books and it's forever forever i'm not above any anything or anybody and i'm continue to learn right so and it's uh, it's a lot about spirituality and not religion right dr hawkins talked a lot about mm -hmm. spirituality versus religion because religion is dogmatic is man-made and created spirituality is something that is just your connection with the divine. It's the divine spark that lives inside of you. And that has no religion. It's Beautiful. not Christian. It's, it's, you know, it's all the above and it's none of it. It's, it's the... Beautiful. Yeah. It encompasses everything, right? It's your, it's your livelihood. It's your breath. Yeah. Right? So... That's it. Eventually, we have to surrender all these patterns and all the old stories and the emotional negativity. So imagine like if you're out on the street, eight out of 10 people are living at 200 and below at the lower levels of um, emotional like regulation, emotional intelligence. So if you are vibrating a, a higher like in reason or love, which is a more rare, what happens is those people, they can't really understand what you're saying in many cases. Yep. It's like you're speaking, you're speaking English and they're speaking Chinese or something. Yeah, yeah. So it's very, 
Uh, it's very interesting to see that, you know, don't waste too much time, right? Yeah. Don't waste time there um, trying yes. to translate your soul. Yeah. Right. Amen. To these yeah. people. Yeah. So the, the, our job is to continue to grow and eventually we want to be above and above. Right. And resonating with um, everything to do with unconditional love. That's the, mm -hmm. the surrendering. Right. The warrior surrenders its life to the cause of the will of the creator through the to the values it's not it's not anymore the warrior champion is not anymore about what he wants but it's what is what is right to do what is he called to do why right? it's a, it's it's non-linear we live in a linear world that everything is causation and has to make sense so this is straight up from the david hawkins it's it's it's, it's crazy looking from the outside it's genius level right yeah. so you're you accessing like your intuition and that now you are receiving instructions and you're following with the different um outlook in life and purpose is completely different right and the warrior champion is surrendering the thoughts the emotions the life um constantly in the moment to moment yes right to divinity itself wow <laughs> okay so holy cow first of all i'm really happy that i just sat there in silence listening to you because that was a ted talk in <laughs> itself that riff was a straight up beautiful ted talk artistic expression of consciousness it was gorgeous and i just sat there and took it all in and watched it i hope other people did too i also like a good student mm. i took some notes and so i will be sharing those notes as well here in a moment first of all i just want to say insanely makes tons of sense i love it when all of the pieces click in the trajectory of the person and so it totally clicks your story about your parents and your upbringing in Sao Paulo, your story about the victim levels of consciousness in that scenario, your story about coming here to Orange County and having all of this, all of it made for you and still feeling a void. It's always so interesting how when we don't feel self-realization as the one infinite creator, what we do is we try and fill that void with external anything. And it's super interesting how you found that in your process of, yes, it serves a purpose for us all to undergo some sort of, in this case, what was at the time it served the purpose you had of a marriage you have two children and so you bring souls into the world and it's incredible and mm -hmm. it's fun and it serves a purpose and it's awesome but then we also realize that well maybe the marriage that i'm in now no longer serves my highest potential my highest calling and maybe uh, given all of the strategies that you went through uh, in how uh, 
couples undergo the styles of dynamics and undergoing you got triggered to go into nlp you got triggered to go into jujitsu but you know when the knocks came knock knock adelita knock knock adelita you answered and you said i'm in and when you say i'm in because i want to change something because it feels weird being in this victim consciousness it feels weird being in something that feels like it shouldn't be there in the sense of i feel something that's deeper something that's more profound something that's maybe a state of of possible potential perpetual bliss and peace that i should be rather than something that is of state of victim consciousness and so you answer these knocks you get exposed to more and more of these of these leaders and fields and attaining mastery in them synthesizing the core concepts into your own warrior champion mindset teaching that in many ways mirrors what i would argue as the greatest levels of genius in the category of human development because whether you look at david hawkins here and his levels of consciousness or whether you look at the claire graves don beck chris cowan spiral dynamics levels of consciousness ken wilbur jean piaget lawrence kohlberg sri arabindo the mother mira alfasa eric erickson there's a ridiculous amount of people that have now studied these specific levels of consciousness and they're very interestingly super duper similar in many ways which is generally speaking they're evolving from an egoic level of consciousness to what the spiritual mystic traditions call a non-dual level mm -hmm. of consciousness and so what is fascinating is that there's all of these levels in between them and in this case with david hawkins david hawkins does a really good job at he uses a lot of adjectives he uses a lot of descriptors he uses a lot of of ways of perceiving oneself that if i'm attached if someone attaches the word you know anger or fear to me um, I think that's a really powerful, I think, way to, or if I even self-reflect myself, and that's even better, and if I realize myself that, oh, well, that was a, maybe a little bit more of a, I really felt the tendency of fear bubbled up in me. And so there's that, there's like the possibility of it getting someone saying it to you, or you realizing it yourself about yourself. And... I think these descriptors are really helpful because it kind of gives us some sort of a transcendent noble aim. It gives us a, a, a direction that like, I want to be courageous. I want to be loving, unconditional loving. I want to have an imperturbable peace and causeless joy. I want to feel what enlightenment is. I want to feel a union with God, a union with the 
one infinite creator. I want to feel what the planetary mystic traditions, like you indicated, spirituality being transcendent of the religious dogmas and fundamentalism. I want to feel what that is. And so, you know, one of the great paradoxes and enigmas of our creation is like Rumi says, you go around from room to room looking for the diamond necklace that is already around your neck. So you are already it, but you have to recognize that you're it. And in this mm -hmm. case, if you're down in, you know, fear and guilt and shame and egoic levels of consciousness to just breeze that off and say that, oh, I'm already it. Great. So you so there's still a process that unfolds and you can recognize you can undergo some direct path teaching to get yourself to realize a more enlightened, peaceful, blissful, joyful state of being. But even with the direct path, there are typically levels of rebaselining that occur as well along the way. But that's to, that's generally speaking what this is. It's a process of rebaselining yourself over time to higher levels of consciousness as all of the great human development synthesis have indicated you fit right in at that level of genius of identifying that we must go beyond victim level consciousness to creator level consciousness and then to the warrior champion mindset i love it it's beautiful and i'll share these notes because i think these notes were really mm -hmm. profoundly important for me so uh first is we have I love this one. State dictates fate. Profound. So simple. And then take responsibility. Take responsibility of your state, which will dictate your fate. And then at that very peak, instead of pursuing conspicuous consumption of materialism, manifest virtues. If you manifest things like you want to be in service to bringing people value around the planet, be in service to unconditional love, be in service to bringing a transcendent noble North Star into our world. What will happen is you will manifest the material goods in a way that on the journey in a way that is actually long lasting and the same thing's true with partnerships like you indicated as well that if you're manifesting virtues that that's going to be what ends up being more longer lasting it's like when you undergo the divine union with another partner and if you're both at that level of warrior champion mindset of your manifesting mm -hmm. virtues it's unbelievable the ascension that happens between two people yes and jesus said is said it best right he said first seek the kingdom of god and all things other things will be added on to you and that's so true yeah ex exactly the relationship the amazing yeah. divine union relationship that we can only like dream about it actually does manifest the money the prosperity the health the joy the creativity being at the right place at the right time, those things are very real. But you can't experience those if you don't even know that that's possible. Yeah. And then once you know that's possible, what do I need to do to align my vibration, my emotion, and my thoughts so I can actually align with that energy? So if you want unconditional love, you have to be unconditionally loving. 
if you wanna if you wanna um, be in a relationship first you need to have a relationship with yourself and with god and then with yourself before you get in relationship in love with anybody amen so one step at a time yeah this is again a very perennial spiritual mystic truth is that the kingdom of god is within you like leo tolstoy said like in john ten thirty, you have i and my father are one in the sufi metaphysics you have wadat al-wujud which means the unity of all unveiling and finding of all of sentience which is crazy and beautiful you have the non-dual spiritual traditions around the planet that make it very clear that the atman and the brahman are one the advaita vedanta tradition and the more that we go from that self-realization and then to everything else is when we really succeed at life because once you really know that that diamond necklace is truly around your neck once you really know that everything you do from there relationships self-actualization in terms of business success in terms of uh, monetary success in terms of material success in terms of solving the sustainable development goals in terms of everything that you touch with your friendships your colleagues everything is gold but it has to come from a place of self-realization first and that means that you have to work your way you have to work your way into um, rebaselining yourself to these elevated levels of of consciousness okay and then the last note that was very profound from what you were teaching was that all problem is disconnection from source i love that one all problem is disconnection from source and then as david hawkins used like you indicated muscle tests to indicate where people are at and then as we talk about a lot on the program is we can sort of use these biometrics in order to indicate where people are at on their journeys and i thought it was really interesting because a lot of the things that you were talking about in the last segments were very very um profoundly aligned well first first thing is that i just like to say that it was really cool how you used the analogy of don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because that's a such a core analogy of my life this is in chapter seven it's called the sorting algorithm that you want to that you want to retain the beautiful baby of spirituality as you drain the dirty bathwater of religious fundamentalism and dogma and then the same thing with science on the other side is that you want to keep the beauty of the scientific method but then you want to drain a lot of the perverse incentives that exist in the sciences as well and then marry the two babies into one science and spirituality so there's that one and then there's this other one which we were just talking about a moment ago which is the idea of some sort of a biometrics of awakening. So if we can use David Hawkins, if we can use the other sort of leaders in the space of quantifying biometrically via EEG, fMRI, HRV, 
microbiome, all of the different quantified self movements and biohacking. If I can say that you rank on this specific spot on the human development index, let's say, and then we can do interventions around meditation, mindfulness, hypnosis, uh, entheogens, uh, all different types nutrition. of nutrition, sleep, exactly, awareness, consciousness, being a sovereign being in that sense, self-realization, that we can rebaseline people up towards more enlightened states of consciousness. Absolutely. And this becomes really important because if we do this for, as you see there, there's one that's a wealth hierarchy and then there's the other that's an enlightenment hierarchy. We always put people into a wealth hierarchy and we never put people into a, an enlightenment hierarchy. And it's interesting because what if you take the people at the top of the wealth hierarchy, like the 2,200 billionaires around the planet or the, the 225,000 ultra high net worth people around the planet or the UN General Assembly or the Fortune 500 CEOs or the USA Congress. And what if we begin quantifying them on the Human Development Index? What if our most powerful people in positions of leadership around the country are in egoic levels of consciousness? We'll call it sub 200, right? They're below 200 and below. You can see just by discernment of the the words and the acts that they actually do, not what they say they're going to do. And one more time, sub 200 is pride and below. Is that right? Yes. So pride and below, those are negative levels of negative emotions. It's, That's it's where sub most people, 200. It's yes. sub 200. So okay. and it goes from above zero to, zero to a thousand. On the mm -hmm. left. Enlightenment, okay. it's like a thousand. Got it. You pretty much when you reach that, you just you can't hold that vibration um, in the planet like people just just yeah. go yeah. away. There's nothing for them to do. <laughs> yeah. I have totally started feeling vibes like that, and it has been ex most profound experiences of my life so far. Moment to moment is just like insane. It's incredible. And um, I can help people like you can and like so many of our guests come that come on the program is we try and help provide viewers with the materials that are needed in order to make these upgrades in consciousness that's the whole point of the fucking show welcome to simulation yeah mm. so I, I i love i love this i love this it's such a great way to visualize, but we have to be honest. That's something we have to be honest with ourselves, with where we're at. And we have to also be willing. Willingness willingness, is a big one. Willingness. Right in there. Courage. Courage. It takes so much courage, right? Um, when I was feeling like I was trapped in the, in the marriage into that kind of uh, so, so, so shy, so societal construct. Mm-hmm is it's it's really difficult for you to say you know what? i'm gonna blow this thing up and i'm gonna mm -hmm. go after like what my heart is saying that's what i said i'm following my heart so i was scoffed at laughed at i was diagnosed as a nar with narcissistic personality disorder so i start feeling anxiety and panic because i start to uh, buy into that it's like well maybe maybe they are right because this is like my ex 
with together with our therapists and they're like together like saying that you know i am a thera um i i have a narcissistic personality disorder and buying a narcissistic the disorder book and giving it to my 15 year old son and it's like here's how you deal with your mom and then i start like buying into that so it's very dangerous when you go see somebody and and then you take what they say just because they're the expert on the other side at face value so i started to believe that i maybe i was that and i started to have panic attacks i never had before so one day I, I, I don't really tell my mom everything that goes on in my life because there's nothing she can do. She's another part of the world. She doesn't speak English. She, you know, it's just there's there's not much that she can do. And she's kind of frail, like emotionally, let's say. So I, I kind of spare her and I filter a lot of stuff. So I but eventually I, you know, I, I was I was uh, sharing with her what was going, what was happening and what they said. And she said, Adelita, you forgot who you are. Just the fact that you're considering whether or not you are a narcissist, that means you're not a narcissist, number one. Second is narcissistic personality disorder people, they have no remorse, they have no empathy. All they do is they manipulate, they're all, all about themselves. And all I've we've known you growing up what you do is like you're always helping people like you can't help yourself but like reach out and without people asking for your help you're already helping you were there involved in um and and then she she kind of made something click inside my head it was like in and snapped me out of this trance right and i was being hypnotized so eventually when I realized that and, and, and I saw what was going on, I said, you know what, this is my truth. This is what I'm, I'm out of. This is got to this is done. You know, I came back from the Hoffman process. It was crystal clear what I had to do. I actually had a vision that came to me. It was like kind of like uh, because we do a lot of gratitude and a lot of like a little bit of some spiritual work, too. So in my dream the weekend of uh the end of that of that event i saw like my ex and there was like a sword that was pushing on his belly just a little bit and from what i understood what i felt in that moment of that image is that i was the warrior the samurai that had to go and push it in all the way because he was already in pain he was already suffering so that that's what just what I had to do and that's what I did. So I just pushed the sword all the way in like with that um samurai like uh empathy and respect for your for your opponent's death. Right? In a sacred way, right? Nor in a anger revengeful way, yeah. but it's like yeah, yeah. put you out of your misery, right? So that's exactly what I did when I, and, and I had it very, very clear, like as soon as you go back, do not hesitate, don't wait. As soon as you come back from this retreat, let him know, tell him that's done and that it's over and it's this agony, just put him out of, the, out of the misery, right? And then I arrived on a Sunday, it was Father's Day. I felt like, hmm, spirit, really? Like, I don't think that's, uh, maybe I'll wait until, Monday morning, Monday morning. 
So Monday morning came and, and then I told him. So I said, you know, that's it. I do, you know, maybe it's going to take a little process of time, but it's like, it's like, I'm just, I'm just done. We're done. That's it. I'm done. Right. So we were already living like roommates for like almost like a year before that already. So it's like somebody had to do something. Who's going to like push the sword in, right? Who's going to have the courage to do that leap? So it's like that courage, the leap of faith to go like go against the the therapist guru that, you know, and going against him and whatever he was saying and then ganging up, you know, and doing the smear campaign, you know, putting my kids against me and all that stuff that narcissists actually do. Right. And I was, you know, I felt like spirit carried me through. There was, I didn't have that in me. It was something like transcendent inside of me some spiritual superior force that carried me through that and i had to jump and make a leap and you know what it's like i just like i didn't need spousal support i just wanted to be out there i just child he wasn't working actually so if if i divorce him turn out i would have to pay him so i had now to figure out how to support myself right with no family around you know housewife this and that so there's all these financial things there's all these things that sometimes keep people trapped yep. i had to blow through all that and i had yes. to jump and make the leap yes. and no child support no family around none of that stuff right so i jumped and then once i jumped a net was formed and yes. i was caught yes right so it does take courage so many times for me to start my business for me to invest on you know my business and you know let go of some other patterns and you know fear of investment and how much money I spend on this and that i had to make another leap and you know and, and invest on myself yes. and i think i've spent now but like anywhere from 60 to a hundred thousand dollars in in personal development in coaching in in growing and learning and continue and it's just endless right uh my next uh dream is to go do 40 years of zen it's a fifteen thousand dollar uh program in which we you know david asprey from bulletproof bulletproof labs he has a thing called 40 years of zen which anthony did couple times he's like the world champion of 40 years of zen wow. <laughs> in which you get your brain scanned and training the patterns and things that are not linking up right for yeah. performance for um like neurotransmitters everything gets mapped and then you meditate in the in in this different pods and they have all kinds of ways of track just to bring your consciousness in your mind and your brain power, cognition and all that, including spirituality to the next level, to the next is all measurable. Right. So this is 40 the years of pinnacle Zen. of neuro and biofeedback, the pinnacle of it. Yes. So that's coming up. That's so that's, you know, that's something that, oh, my God, it take, takes a week. It takes fifteen thousand dollars. But if you don't make those leaps, you stay stuck. You can't keep doing the same thing and expect different results. So if you really want to be 1%, if you really want to 
uh, manifest prosperity, abundance, you have to you have to match that vibration, right? Yes. And you have to take the leap and you have to do the work yes. and you have to take the time and you're going to say, I'm going to do whatever it takes. And then once you put that energy out there, the universe catches you. The universe cat continues to catch you and it continues to do so. Man. <laughs> that story where you talk about like the vision coming of needing to with the level of the warrior champion intelligence and emotional quotient put the sword that's already there through and put the the relationship out of its suffering and enable a fresh start for both of you Man, that's a really good way to tell that story. The analogy of like the swords already there, like in spot of suffering and just to fully. Somebody has to do it. Somebody has to do it. Put out of the suffering. Go fresh. Like, you know, the, like the birth of this new year. You know, it's just like the birth of the the next aspect chapter of your of your lives. And so I'm glad that you have that strong analogy for it it's a really resonant and and like you said it you know you you it's to, it's to have the faith that in doing so i am going to on a daily basis continue pursuing abundance continue pursuing prosperity manifesting that and the, the universe forms the net as you keep going it forms the pathways it's constantly rearranging itself according to your beliefs as you have that great quote that we shared across our stories recently as well that's the process and it requires multiple leaps of faith over and over again more and more investing into the process of the fullest self-realization the fullest self-actualization and i really like the 40 years of zen's fascinating it sounds like a really strong bioneuro feedback like what we were describing in terms of the biometric analysis of like people in the greatest positions of power on the planet we should funnel them into places like 40 years of zen that would be great to quantify their states of of existence and how to up level to states of more bliss more peace more non-duality to where they can potentially impact the thousands of people that are potentially employed at their companies and potentially millions of people that they touch with their products and services across the planet that's a great top-down way. We talk about that a lot in Chapter 6 of High-Level Perception. And it seems to be one of the core methods for our future in order to be able to butterfly effect the awakening most efficiently is through that method. At the same time as we do the bottom-up through the grassroots, through, the, through, through people on their own journeys that are not in those massive positions of power. I'm really happy that you went through the process of sharing with us a 
very detailed representation of how you visually see people evolving. That's a key. And if and if we don't do that, if you're a viewer or listener and you haven't undergone a process of visualizing human development, we highly recommend if you're only listening across our audio platforms is to look up David Hawkins' levels of consciousness or you can look up Claire Graves' spiral dynamics. There's a lot of different world leaders in the human development spectrum here that you can visualize, check out, that helps a lot with the visual representations. Or come and check out that our actual video conversation on YouTube where we actually have the graphics embedded themselves. These are ridiculously powerful and helpful. And they give us they give us a framework, yeah, to know where we are, where we want to go. And then it's up to us. Yeah, I felt so lost growing up. I, I felt like there was something else. That was better. It's almost like a longing, right? Where does that come from, right? Like, like a knowing that this can't be right. This reality, the way I'm living, the way I'm experiencing, where I'm coming from. There's something like more amazing that I'm missing, right? Where does that come from? So I think really important is to um, learn about yourself. Self knowledge right aristotle i think said uh no it's like the temple of, of uh the delphi i think it says like yeah, the temple of apollo know. at delphi at the yeah. very top says know thyself it's the yeah. most famous delphic maxim two words know thyself. know thyself yeah and uh once you know thyself you get to know the gods and the universe that's right right so what does that mean? Like, first you have to understand that, be be interested in that, right? That's That's got to be your intention. So in the intentional universe. So if that's your intention that you're putting out there, you want to know yourself, then, then that's the very beginning, the very first steps, right? There's so many personality. Um, I recommend the Enneagram, the Enneagram test. It's a good one. And so is uh, the Big Five personality traits is another mm -hmm. really good one. It's currently called uh, the world's best psychometric mm. analysis, which is very interesting. But Enneagram is also really good. Really good. Yeah. Because once you understand your psychological mapping, let's say the, the map of your psyche and your tendencies and all that, then you have something to work from knowing your tendencies right before you fall into a hole you kind of see the hole coming it's like oh you know 100 100 miles to 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 the hole right 200 miles there's like some warning signs because you've done some work in and and you know that that is it's gonna recur right those tests are gonna happen again if you don't master them they repeat so it's really important we know our patterns, right? So you can find out in some personality tests like that. And there's free tests online that you can do. Um, 
and also understanding the nature of you know i call the in my book i'm writing a book called the guide for the the warrior champion mindset guide for success and freedom i write about the parts the human parts right there's we have several parts so we don't really know much about our own selves so first of all we have you know spiritual intellectual emotional and physical a lot of people get the physical and the intellectual almost kind of like stuck there now my work with my clients is emotional because i think that's really what was big for me that's what really unlocks like the mindset is through your emotions right if you have no access to your emotions you're stuck so many people because of abandonment issues childhood issues uh programming painful things that we can't even remember where they are that's where hypnosis comes in and nlp comes in you don't remember what event has wounded you and scarred you for life but you just kind of have a limp emotional right and then and it's painful so we create a, a shell around our heart Yep. So we we try to protect ourselves and then we can't in in an effort to not feel pain we withdraw emotionally from ourselves and from the world. So that's 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 very uh sad uh state of events because most people are wounded, they're either cynical or fearful. They can't commit full on to a relationship, they're jaded one way or another right so transcending all that getting in touch to them there's no way around you have to go through the pain to get to the to to the other side it's through the pain it's through the suffering it's through it's through the dark that you're gonna find the light you have to to have that courage right it's the leap is that courage is that willingness right is the acceptance right so it's it's an intentional effort of like showing up to the mat showing up to the fight and putting on the gloves and putting on your belt and you show up and you know you're going to be tapped out but then you go back and then you go back again that's the warrior mindset right you show up and then you go through that pain through the pain of lifting weights of showing up to the gym of getting up early whatever you have to take whatever you have to do is whatever it takes that's the champion mindset. That's the mindset I want people to understand. You're going to do whatever it takes to get there. What else are you going to do? You're going to live in suffering. You're going to live in scarcity. In scarcity, you're going to live in, in, in victim mindset. No, you're going to rise up. And sometimes through physical, right? Through physical exercise and gym and, and getting in shape, that's how you start to, 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 to create uh a framework for you to pivot from to go through the emotional maybe it's too big of a leap right so you go through the physical we need to develop our emotional our intellect always learning and studying things that actually adding uh to your consciousness not just trivia and like um you know you have to filter what you what you consume intellectually because it's your it's your it's your gate to your consciousness so we have to filter yeah. right yep, yep, yep. and then sourcing out good nutrition for your intellect and that's how you also grow and access your spirituality right yep. 
So you have to access all these different levels. So all these are, are different parts. Was it right? physical, emotional, intellectual, mm -hmm. spiritual? I have an acronym. Can, can we draw? Of course, <laughs> let's draw. Do you want me to or do you want to? You can. So course, draw some... a pie, like a circle. It's going to be a pie that has three um Oh, concentric circles? So, uh, like a pie that has yeah. three pieces. Oh, well, three pieces. Okay, mm -hmm. to the pie. Okay. Yeah. It's like a pizza with three pieces. <laughs> Equal. Like a peace sign. <laughs> but it's not necessary. It can be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then... A bigger circle all around, all around on it? the outer, that's the spiritual. Okay, beautiful. Right? Beautiful, it touches beautiful. everything, all the aspects. I'm going to use a different color for it. I learn and derive some of this. This is like my own uh, representation of it and my acronym and all that. But I derived this from uh, Bob Hoffman, from the Hoffman process work in which we really learn and work with our parts. And then there's a parts integration exercise, which I love, which was from NLP. That's how I fell in love with NLP. Yes. Neuro-linguistic programming is yes. when you integrate all these parts that they work together. Yes, yes, so yes. much of our work is to integrate the spirit with the material, yes, yes. right? The Correct. physical, of course, of course. Uh, yes. integrate the the psychological and spiritual work and just integrate 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 yes yes so so the acronym is pies p is for physical inside the orange right so or where p, do you like to write it yeah p would be one of the slices the slices and okay and so p, p okay cool p and for then physical can I, can I write physical as well sure. a little small okay physical uh-huh and then I is intellectual or okay. intellect. I call it intellectual. Our intellectual part. Or intellect. Mm -hmm. right? And then E is emotional. And on the outer side, the big circle is spiritual. And where do you usually write that? Like here at the top somewhere? Could be, yeah, anywhere you want. I have a video uh, that I go through in detail with each of these on my YouTube channel as well. It's all about the pies. So the acronym is PIES, P-E-P-I-E-S. And you can find uh, Adelita's YouTube uh, channel link in the bio below as well. She has videos on these topics. So PIES, P, physical, I, intellectual, E, emotional, Pi, but then the S is the spiritual, the encompassing of it all. It's really beautiful. I love it. We've had we've had many of these, um, like, um, kind of like visual representations of maximizing potential and becoming more harmonic and imbalanced in this type of stuff. And I like yours a lot. It's very simple. It's very important. I also like how um, it's a good synthesis with many of the other ones. Like we had Michael Holt on the program and Josh Holland on the program who we were hanging out with at Anthony's. And theirs both start with awareness. Theirs both start with consciousness as like the most primal thing. And that helps everything else downstream with your 
nutrition, exercise, sleep, goals, information like you indicated as well super important that gatekeeper of what you intake you want to unsubscribe from things that don't serve you anymore and people and places people and places and information all of that and yeah i like this a lot so then this is going to be um kind of the core this is like the core thesis of your upcoming book yeah it's it's the beginning is like the initial uh introduction because you have to know thyself you have to know your parts and uh, to be able to start developing each one of them and it's a constant work that you always working on in your physical it's your nutrition it's your exercise it's your hydration you know uh, dr david hawkins said that uh, a lot of his patients that were uh they were diagnosed with you know heavy like schizophrenia or like really uh, that's what he dealt with on a day-to-day, like, serious uh, psycho- pathological uh, psychosis and things like that. So he said that just by giving them maybe a couple of supplements, maybe like magnesium and vitamin D and hydration and just regulating the blood, yeah. like blood, like the blood levels that that would stabilize them to almost have almost no um uh how do you say like outbursts right of like of erratic behaviors and things like that so i i see that with my clients it's like i work a lot with people that have anxiety and depression so they come to me and it and sometimes it's like Okay, so what is your nutrition like? And then they're eating all processed foods. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And they have no exercise. And then we're forced into the computer all All day day or not having a job or sitting or sitting and like, you know, feeling having a mask on and all this stuff. So independent of what's going on in the world, if you're just eating terrible food, all processed food, that's pretty much poison. Like you're creating inflammation, you're creating leaky gut, and that's gonna the gut, um, uh, gut uh, brain uh, connection. It's gonna it's gonna make you crazy, basically, <laughs> right? So you're not gonna be able to regulate your emotions because the body and mind's connected, and there's so many uh, receptors and sensitivities in in your gut as much as in your brain so and in, in your heart so you, those things are all connected so you have to always really mind your nutrition the physical thing is really primary primarily primarily when looking at, at all this stuff right yeah. so if if you if you want to regulate your emotions make sure that you're exercising that you're drinking enough water and that you're not eating a bunch of sugar and that's the very beginning yep right because it feels like anxiety yeah so um spot on so so there's clients that sometimes have fear of fly flying right and then you need to go to go examine is that the day that they fly they eat all wrong like you don't sleep well at night because you're kind of packing and timing and this and that and you don't eat and then your blood levels all messed up so turns out they don't have fear of flying they have anxiety but their blood levels is all messed up so hey let's regulate that and then guess what you know you um, you don't even need anything like the hypnosis and all that stuff is just like hey you just need help you just need some insight yeah that's all 
Sometimes that's all it takes. And that's the whole Hippocrates, let thy food be thy medicine, let thy medicine be thy food. And that's the whole Ayurvedic tradition as well of the of the entire sort of Indian style of understanding that the actual intake of food is energetic itself. And so we can't go off eating um, at the most physical portion of the pie that you illustrate physical. You got to not just intake refined sugars and processed meats and foods and undergo stressful habits with parents smoking pack a day like complete lack of of vitamin d no sunlight no movement of the body hunched over a computer eight straight hours cortisol levels from 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 deadlines and from and from angry and not compassionate people around you disastrous absolutely disastrous and most first principled like you indicate it's most first principled is that that physical and you're right that to filter that first is paramount and I love all of the You know, this really deeply reminds me also of in that first part of of chapter six on the AI coach before that biometrics of awakening, we talk about this AI coach and this data visualization of our self, of our unique individuation. And it also it really resonates with what you were saying a little bit ago, which is something along the lines of this, which is that as your first intention that you must set, which is know thyself, awaken, self-realize the one infinite creator as your first intention, know your self-realization and self-actualization, the integration and the unique individuation and as your second thing which is super interesting that you brought this up because it's basically what i illustrate here which is that you want to visualize your data in this case your psychometrics that's why you know edward tufty says above all else show the data and so if you have a a clear visual of your psychometrics like your big five your personality traits ocean is the acronym openness extroversion agreeableness sorry openness conscientiousness is the c then e is extroversion a is agreeableness and n is neuroticism so i missed that c yeah. and so that sort of psychometric understanding as a baby step towards know thyself is a really good one it's a really good one it's usually the first one that i also recommend people but you'd be surprised at even how many people won't 
even take that first step. Actually, the numbers were, if this is right, I mean, Claire Graves, Don Beck, Chris Cowan gave, I think, an approximate similar answer that David Hawkins gave, which is approximately eight and a half out of every 10 people, approximately 85% of people are living in some sort of a more egoic level of consciousness, have, in a sense, uh, haven't undergone even a, a maybe a, uh, a transpersonal state of, of existence, which is like when you at least begin slowly uh, revealing the uh, peeling off the layers to your to your onion to your to your soul and and getting at this most primal level of consciousness and then that at least opens you up to some of the more uh, deeper levels but so these little ai coaches are really helpful because they do things like slowly like nudge us if we can visualize our data towards these more enlightened states and that these are really important, especially for people in positions of power. So that was something I wanted to bring up. And then another thing that I thought would be interesting is um, it might be good potentially for you to highlight because we've had a good chunk of the conversation has been um, super fascinating unpacking this at a, like a really uh, embodied level of the development of consciousness and the different strategies to do so um i would like to maybe have you share examples of the actual like kind of nitty-gritty examples of maybe with me with if you want to do nlp if you want to do hypnosis if you want to do a meditation or mindfulness experience if you um want to show us something in jujitsu if you want to do any of those all of the above. all of the above let's do it <laughs> Let's do it. Well, um, just before we go there into a more uh, practical uh, side of things, I would just to conclude yes. the parts. Um, yes. Know your parts, right? So there's another set of parts, which is the essence and the ego, I call it. So that's sometimes confusing because people... You know, uh, sometimes if you study psychology, the ego and the id and, and the Freud work kind of has different um, definitions. The terminology is a little bit different. But uh, Jung would say maybe um, the shadow side, like your shadow work, things like that, of that nature, that would be your ego. And your essence is who you truly are. Mm. So those two parts are very important to know and to be very familiar with. Uh, with them so your essence mm -hmm. is who you you are who you were who you're always gonna be is your is your higher self right compared to your lower self mm -hmm, mm -hmm. your ego is it's kind of like an interface that allows you to function in this in this um plane of consciousness in this in this reality that we're living in right now and but it's something that you can't let the ego take over yeah. right you have to identify yourself with your essence and disassociate from your ego 
and just kind of keep an eye on your ego and to always understand the nature of the ego so that you're not falling into egoic patterns because they're destructive right the ego is destructive the ego i wrote the ego is i, I read that somewhere but i posted on my instagram my instagram at adelita live we'll pull that up <laughs> i it's one of the there it is it's the right ego there. it's right there right in the heart and center <laughs> exactly exactly the ego is not your amigo it's not your amigo boom right so when you understand the ego and the patterns that come in it can destroy your relationship it can destroy um uh everything that you try to do so when you understand that you can disassociate from it and then when you see egoic things coming up you can now have uh, a choice and respond instead of react right so not to let your ego um take control and and then i have a list of different attributes of the ego the ego always wants to be right the ego already knows everything like mm -hmm. yep. like the reality is that we don't know anything right always have a, a open mind to to think that maybe perhaps your point of view could be wrong mm -hmm. like only the madman is absolutely certain of things right was that robert anton wilson y yeah yeah yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah i love that guy yeah so i mean when you when you really try to be right and then you think that only your you know your religion is right and then you're intolerant and you're getting offended everything is offended and you're taking sides and it's this or that you know you're in egoic patterns and that is destructive and at the end of the day if you just let that run your life you're gonna end up alone broke and sad and unhealthy Yep. And that's where the ego wants to kill you. So just watch out for that. And then try to find out what your essence is and work on developing and getting acquainted with that and fall in love with that. Exactly. That's who you really are. Exactly. So I know love your that. Parts. Yeah. Ego essence. I love that lower, higher self. Yeah. Well, well said. And again, that follows that, that human development that we were talking about. Totally. Yeah. So what do we want to do examples? some hypnosis. Uh, I would like to talk about hypnosis a little bit. Okay. So hypnosis is something that we go in and out of hypnosis every day. Some people are afraid of hypnosis, but they don't know that they're being hypnotized every day on a daily basis, whether you know it or not. There's lots of propaganda. Yeah, the propaganda. And also totally. from the time just how we are born, how we're designed from the time that we are born, from That's the time right. we are seven, we are in a very suggestible state. So the first seven years of your life, whatever you tell a kid, it's going to imprint directly into their unconscious mind. So there's a conscious mind, and unconscious mind. So the conscious mind is only um, five to eight percent of the capacity of your whole mind. Okay, mind is different than the brain, right? The mind, it's more subjective. It's maybe an energy field, right? It's it's not your brain itself it includes that your neurology and much more right so the mind 
the unconscious mind, it's like 95% of your, of your power of your mind. So when you want to create your reality, you creating from the unconscious mind. But when you, when you are being programmed as a child or every time before you go to sleep 30 minutes before, and as soon as you wake up that 30 first 30 minutes, as soon as you wake up, whatever, uh, happens during those times is who you become unconsciously that becomes your unconscious patterns those are the unconscious pattern patterns of your parents and of your great grandparents and grandparents and everybody so we are carrying this egoic patterns unconscious patterns that we we swear that we're not gonna be like our parents but yes. we grow yes. up yes. and then we're doing the exact same thing right yeah. So we have to reprogram. We have to uh, remember who we are. Then we have to um, reprogram our mind, right? Reprogram our mind and recreating our reality. So first of all, we have to remember who we are, our divine essence. Once we know and remember who we are, we know we can recreate our reality recreating our reality by reprogramming our unconscious mind our unconscious mind is polluted it's filled with all kinds of uh wrong information like virus let's say like so if if you like uh computer analogies you know love these yeah <laughs> love these so your mind you have to reprogram there's viruses and um we're gonna have to go in and remove those to be able to install new software okay so we're gonna install new software which is the reprogramming and then recreating does that make sense <laughs> i love him taking so many notes yeah so in hypnosis that's what we do so we we live in a state of hypnosis because when you study how to become a hypnotist what you do in the in, it's you create an overload of units uh mental units so that people get overloaded their conscious mind and it just kind of gives up and overwhelmed and then you can access a path through the unconscious mind yeah so if you go to a place where people are talking blah 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 or if you're watching tv and and if you're not in your if you're not connected to your breath you're being brainwashed you're being hypnotized every time you a lot of information you start to get that glare in your eye you're gonna get tired and it's like you're open you're in hypnotic state yeah. so it's not something you have to fear yeah, but yeah. it's something that happens you know, when you're a child, most pronounced, but every single day we get in and out of hypnosis several times. The more stress you have, the more you're living in your um, sympathetic, you know, fight or flight um, uh, mechanism. That means you are prone and you're subject to hypnosis. So the events that are happening in the world, economic, all this are political you name it, right? Those are creating overwhelming units of stress and anxiety. So you're highly hypnotizable. So whatever you're consuming is going deep in your programming. So we need to be really careful with that. And then people sometimes are afraid to go to a hypnotist or a hypnotherapist because they, they don't know what hypnosis is. They feel like, you know, they're scared of what, you know, you never lose, um, consciousness in hypnosis right hypno comes from sleep but you don't actually fall asleep 
Okay, so you're just kind of getting to a relaxed, focused state in which you can access the unconscious mind and go in there and reprogram. So I would talk to you like if you're my client, I would say, what is a goal that you have? What is something that you want to, what it is that you want instead of what you don't want? Right? Because people come saying, I don't want this. I don't like this. My marriage, my, my job, my this and that. It's like, what do you want? Because the universe only in the unconscious mind is going to understand what you want. So tell me what is something that you would like to get out of this mini session today. Wow. Another just interesting thing that came while you were sharing was that before I just give my answer that sure. the stressed state that's more hypnotic, hypnotizable, mm -hmm. that one is the exact kind of lower levels that we've been talking about. And then the higher levels that we've been talking about are very much relaxed. And like in many of the perennial mystic traditions, what is said are things like in Dzogchen, we talk about the lion's gaze. And that's like the relaxed lion on the savanna that is literally melted into the oneness, that oceanicness. And like that holding that frequency of being is a completely different, it's like you're a complete sovereign conscious of the breath life force conscious of everything that is happening around you in a very deeply relaxed level versus when you're like super stressed super fight or flight super sympathetic we're really much more programmable we're much more in those states you can tell how programmable you are because of how easily you're triggered because like when something happens and you get triggered right away by it versus when you're in that relaxed state you are the observer first and foremost you are that infinite observation and so when it happens you're just in a state of relaxation and then you on what unfolds through the vessel unfolds intuitively and so wow i i, I had to hit that ball back because you you hit it so well over <laughs> i had to hit it oh that's amazing that's the flow state right that's yes, uh yes. that's what you're trying to um yes. channel like in your fights in your life in your uh, you know everything that you do is to be able to live in cause and not at effect right i love that i love that Oof. That's what we want to cultivate is to live in a state of dissociation. We want to dissociate from, from the world, from the chaos, right? And be this observer. So that's such an interesting practice that you can start to develop through your breath, right? And just observe the world. You don't have to pick and have an opinion about everything. Exactly. You don't have to get offended. You don't have to get immersed into the fight in a way. How about you can... You know, you know, maybe laugh at it because it's 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 humorous if if it wasn't yep. so tragic. Yeah. Yeah. What would it require for the eighty-five percent of people we've been talking about to have a moment of laughter about the state of our creation, a moment of even hypothesize for one moment? Could everything in creation? be absolutely perfect well what happens is it's like in their face like this so it's there's no space there's no space there's no pause yeah right yeah, it's like yeah, oh yeah, yeah. so it's 
It's too That's much. what it was like. So you have and to. for me too, I just want to say, because I was in the same position that you've been describing through the show. Many of the people that come on the show are in the same position that we were in years ago, where it was just like that. And now we've gotten here and now we try and share this with others. And I, I, love, I love that aspect of this. Okay, so the intention that I'm setting for... We have a hypnosis session that's occurring. So like a mini it, run, right? A mini run, mini. yeah, a mini hypnosis yeah. session. Demo. So, so an intention. Um, now, can I make the intention self-realization? Whatever you want. I would love for that to be the intention. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so we're gonna play a little bit of a called clean language. Have you heard of that? Clean language. Yeah. Whoa, is this NLP stuff too? Mm, it's uh it's it's own technique it's, own it's technique? Own, yeah okay. clean, forgot Ju judy clean, something clean it's a language clean okay. language okay, clean language it. so it's like a game okay it's like okay. i'm looking for metaphors for metaphors metaphors okay. so okay so if you were to be self-realized yes i'm looking for keywords ocean okay and to be in self-realized in an ocean what what would that be like melting Oh, man, you've done this before. I'm just giving you what comes up. <laughs> oh, my God. You're like so on top of it. You just so got it. So ocean and immerse, immersion. What else? Melting. Melting. Yeah. Melting into the ocean, right? That would be um, feel like self-realization. And then when, you, when you're melting in the ocean self-realized in that immensity right what would that be like bliss peace bliss and peace yeah okay so now we're chunking up chunking up in nlp we're just going higher and higher right in in definition into broad into the broadness of, of it all so then if you're immersed in this vastness of the ocean and you're melting into the this vastness and in self-realization and in bliss, right? Yes. In bliss, what would that be like? Ecstasy. Feel like ecstasy. Okay. Okay, so got some keywords to work with. So we can come back. That was not the hypnotic part. That was just a conversational um, cognitive almost part of it. It's like a more advanced cognitive. But you can kind of like almost start and go there, right? It's a pre-hypnotic. Like you can kind of, if you, if you, people that meditate can I, I go there. It. Like it's, you're already going. Come back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> come I, back. That's Stay what here with me. <laughs> if, if you noticed yeah. what, what Adelito was doing throughout that, was she was very intelligently very spiritually acting as a very well-versed catalyst for my process mm. in this case mm -hmm. so her essence was uplifting the intention it was mirroring the intention it was repeating the words that i was choosing with my intentions to elevate yes yeah, yes yeah. And the unconscious mind works with metaphors. That's the language of the mind. If you just tell stories, you're hypnotizing somebody. 
That's what Milton Erickson did. Yeah. That's the Ericksonian hypnosis technique. Which is, he didn't do anything. People walked up to him. He came. He talked, to, told jokes, told stories. They left. They didn't have a problem. He didn't do anything. Oh, but I'm cured. Oh. Interesting, no? So language, it's really important. The words that we are, are being said and yes. uh, and yeah. the stories that we hear, the Logos. things we subscribe to, yeah. the movies that we watch, we're being led yes. one way or the other. Yeah. Okay, yeah. always. Yes. Logos. So yeah. the, um, Robert Anton Wilson also said that, you know, hypnosis is something that all politicians, world leaders, various, they all know about the nature of hypnosis. They know and they use it. And the process is like for us to be dehypnotized. So I dehypnotize people very often. Yeah. Right. We're all walking in a, in a trance of disempowerment. So, so yeah. we have to, to remember the same way. There's like a mantra in transcendental mm. meditation mm -hmm. is the same way. There's a mantra coming from politicians it's super interesting you can see it the mantra you can see the mantra coming from the most self-dealing corporations that are trying to just put high fructose corn syrup into your veins they have their mantras that they pitch hypnotically okay so that was the first part. So that which was is just called... initial. That's kind of like a part of a, a little bit of a cognitive, like what your goals are, so and then we're expanding goals. upon your goals. Okay. Excellent. So now we're going to do a little bit of an induction and a little bit of a, some funny games. So okay. I want you to bring your, your arms out like this. Okay. Your hands. Like in front of you. Yes, yes. Okay. Like this. Maybe elevated a little bit, like at eye level, like this. Right, and interlace your fingers, okay. and then I want you to squeeze everything really tight, like oh, your fingers sure, sure, and sure. your wrist, and then okay. even bring your forearms together, right? And then it's like it's a strong situation. And in a moment, not just yet, keep pressing it really hard. We're okay. gonna open up our index fingers like this, not just yet. Look at me, open up your, your index finger like this, not just yet but squeeze everything tight. And when you do, I want you to look right in between them and notice an electromagnetic force. Go ahead and open, look between your fingers, note an ele electromagnetic force pulling them together. Look in the middle of your fingers, put all your attention, your focus, and notice how they want to come together, come together closer and closer with each and every breath and touch. Touch, now go ahead and close your eyes and let go of your arms. Take a deep breath. So that was the working of your unconscious mind, right? And then now for another exercise, coming back, open your eyes, look at me, only focus on the sound of my voice, open your eyes, bring your hand right in front of you like this. So I want you to focus on the very top of your middle finger with all your intention and all your attention, which every ounce of your energy elevated a little bit higher and a little bit closer to your face and breathe. And notice how your hand tends to come in magnetically attracted closer and closer, just like the fingers with each and every breath, closer and closer, closer and closer. The more you breathe, the more you allow, the closer it becomes all by itself, allowing, permitting, allowing your unconscious mind, the intelligence of your own mind to move your hand all the way and touch your face at any point 
reaching skin contact and deep sleep deep sleep each and every time i suggest the word deep sleep to you atlas for the purpose of hypnosis with my permission with your permission rather you will reach this depth of hypnosis or even deeper and the physical body will completely relax each and every time i suggest the word deep sleep the physical body will completely relax so you can access the non-conscious part of your mind the part of your mind that's most powerful in the part of your mind in which all your goals and your dreams reside your power your intention so with each and every breath we're gonna go deeper and I want you to imagine you're the very top of a staircase with each and every breath on the very top of a staircase that is 10 steps long 10 steps long of your own design it is beautiful it's powerfully built handrails when we, we get into the hypnotic states, our mouth tends to be dry and you start to notice a little dryness around you. Your eyes also flutter, right? So if you notice those tendencies, go ahead and nod your head, yes. And going down this magnificent celestial staircase, we're going to start with your right foot first. We're going to go down 10 steps deep with your right first, first going down now 10, left 9, going down eight <laughs> seven six five four three two one deep sleep deep sleep going even deeper each and every time i suggest the word deep sleep to you the purpose of hypnosis physical body will completely relax completely relax now imagine a waterfall of light and divinity and beauty and bliss like an ocean like a waterfall like vast and immense just washing pouring down over you at the very bottom of your own staircase and it's immensity right there it is the immensity of the beauty of the bliss of melting of the magnificence of it all <sighs> allowing yourself to go deeper and experience through your eyes see through your own ear hear through your own ears see through your eyes make it big make it bright really feel within your heart and allow that to expand a sense of joy and gratitude and oneness and bliss like the ocean like melting like enlightenment and remember remembering who you are remembering where you came from remember you can always access the states remember it's always there for you this emotional state, this place in your unconscious mind. It's always there. 
and it's growing. It's growing as you allow it to feel it even deeper and allow to merge with the oneness with yourself and the beauty of the vastness of the ocean, the universe. Just rewiring your brain, your neurology, your physicality, your emotions with this knowing, with this level of understanding, of unconditional love. Right? Breathe that in and let that grow and expand. And allowing these changes, this knowing to continue throughout the next few days and weeks ahead, integrating deeply into your neurology, rewiring yourself, creating more space for more opportunities, for more beauty, for more joy, prosperity and abundance in your life. With a deep sense of gratitude, we're gonna come up and out of the state of hypnosis. I'm gonna count from one through five, sealing the door of the subconscious from any negative influence and keeping all the positive knowing and lessons that we've learned. Allow that to permeate your life from now into the future. With the one coming up and out, two, more alert, three, more awake, four, with a deep sense of joy and gratitude. And with five, is eyes open, wide awake. One, two, three, four, five, eyes open, wide awake, wide awake. Welcome back. <laughs> How many minutes do you think that was? Because time is relative, right? That's when you know that time can be compressed or stretched in hypnosis. If I were to tell you that was an hour, that would be a long show, right? Seven minutes. <laughs> Seven minutes? Like That's that. pretty accurate. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think, yeah, it yeah. wasn't super long, but. Yeah. And it felt so good <laughs> visualizing the rebaselining like what we're talking about throughout the show mm. because when we talk about your ability to visually guide the intention of the agent that is setting the intention and to walk them through that process of making some sort of like a, a physical like engaging process for them to hone in on and then for it to have that sort of more suggestive faculties open up and for them to have their gatekeeper move to the side yes. and then for you to access and for that intention to really be beautifully set and actualized through your storytelling abilities is really great because that visualization of the love and the light, the visualization of the waterfall, of the serenity, the visualization of that beautiful infinite scene put me into the position of being in that childlike infinite awareness. And just being there for that, you know, extended period of time, being there, being present with it, 
visualizing the process of as we're closing out the scene that we're you know we're shutting that door to all of the negative forces that could potentially come in and try and flood and pervert that scenario and so there's a lot of sort of it's important to it's very beautiful your skillfulness in that process and also the importance of people to become more willing to undergo hypnotic processes that serve their intention rather than to have the hypnosis propagandized from the exterior in self-dealing habits towards um, those egoic interests to just drain the energy from individuals so it's really good it's really solid nice how did how did it resonate with you how did you feel about it i felt like your feet were moving right so that's when you realize the stairs right i got so excited Mm -hmm. about the stairs yeah Yeah. and you were so deep in hypnosis that you didn't even do what we call progressive relaxation which we kind of go in and we kind of relax the you know the the feet and the toes and the muscles and the leg and then this Mm. and then that we didn't even go through that i have a journey sometimes it's it's a it's it's a it's a ball of light, that healing ball of light that scans your whole body, emotionally, spiritually. There's a whole other thing that, and that was not even needed because you're already there. So um, usually we do like some inductions, we do some tests, some arm raising, and then we do what we call progressive relaxation, relax all the muscles, mm. and then get into a space of like going mm. deeper, do a staircase, and then after the staircase, we start to add in. Did you see how I add in those keywords, right? The keywords before you knew, they're all there, uh-huh. right? The bliss, yeah. the melting. So it's not what I want for you. Totally. It's the words that you... You're mirroring. Yeah. Right? That yep. you have the already yep. the metaphors that work for you. Yep. Not what I want. So exactly. get yep. my ego out of the way and let you exactly. just facilitate a space for you to... There's no such thing as hypnosis. We say all mm-hmm. hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Yeah, it's self-hypnosis. Yeah, yeah. So, And yeah. that's why... Um, when Joe Dispenza says you are the placebo, yes. right? You pretty much just need that that letting yourself do the process. Get out of your own fucking way. Yes. In so many ways. The conscious mind, the inner chatter, right? So if you can calm that down, right? The more you practice, you can calm that down. And that's what I do before jujitsu matches. I hypnotize myself. There you go. Exactly. Okay. Likewise, before my TEDx talk, before you saw before the show, I yes. do that with every guest before the show. We just go into a very inward process. And during that process, I'm just, I'm just manifesting the absolute highest for the conversation. That's my intention in that process. And so that can be thought of as intention, as self-reflection, as container, as hypnosis, self-hypnosis, container hypnosis, container intention. It's like, let it, you know, manifest it. Know what you want. Let it happen. Know what you want. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and hold that thought, right? Don't let your thought wonder. Like, know what you want. Believe that you can have it and then take action. Adelita is on absolute fire. I love it. I love it. This has been such a good conversation. I want to ask a uh, two two last thoughts. 
Um, the first one is a question about what you think, what you feel the Godhead of our reality is. So what do you think is the attractor that our complex system of a civilization is evolving towards? What is our tel telos? What is that purpose? What is that attractor? What are we, what's the end state? And does that continue a cyclic process of exploring more? How do you see that happening? What do you see there? Well, there's like different things happening at different levels. So there's the individual level and then there's the collective uh, conscious, unconscious most of the time. <laughs> Making the unconscious conscious, right? So I think that's part of the process for us. And uh, once we become conscious, we become self-aware, yep. right? We become more intentional. We create a reality. We transcend all that. We transcend the... Um, the need, the want, the pain, the suffering, right? And we achieve a state of like instant manifestation of no pain, of like just absolute power of 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 being in in oneness, right? In oneness with the universe and with the natural laws and with God, with will, you align with the will of God and the, the Creator, the universe. So you're living that reality of being in service okay. of the ultimate um, uh, life force generator, yep. and and with a deep sense of empathy and compassion and understanding um once you realize that all you want to do is help and to serve and you become one because ultimately that's who we are we are a spark of divinity so we just realize that like deeply like we live that right reality so right now we can just only imagine. So there are different processes you can do to go there and back. But then we were faced with the with the traffic and the freeways and the and taxes and um, the media. <laughs> Let me be even more specific because your answer is very aligned with my answer in many ways. But I think that what we both align on there is a step beyond where we're at now. But I want to see what you think and feel is beyond that step. So in my understanding, this would be a hypothesis, and it'd be interesting to hear what you think about this. There's this word, it's called the metaverse. And it basically means it's a synthesis of artificial general intelligence, bio and neurotechnology, and indistinguishable virtual realities. Okay? And you put all those things together into one thing you call it the metaverse. Let's say in the next couple of decades, maybe in 50 or 100 years, we're building these indistinguishable virtual realities and we're using technologies like Neuralink and artificial general intelligence and extremely high power capacities in order to immerse ourselves in these indistinguishable virtual worlds and just browse states of qualia, of phenomenology, of consciousness, and just go between worlds just like we do with our video game console today. We jump between different games that we play 
we save files, we exit games, we jump back in, we level up characters. So my question to you would be, if that's where we're heading, if that sounds like something that it makes sense that that's where we're heading, is that also not what this already is? Right. Right. Okay. And is that then the cyclic yes. cosmology? Is that then the cyclic exploration that we're undergoing of all of the different states of experience that are possible? We're eternally going to explore all of the different reality designs and all of the different states of consciousness, of awareness, of sentience that exist, where we continuously realize, as I said with Wahat al-Wujud, the unity of all unveiling and finding so across all of these different realities, there is sentience that is unveiling and finding out that it is that one infinite creator. Wow. I think in, in some level, that's already what's happening. I'm not sure about the artificial intelligence and all that, because I, do I understand it? planet Earth is not all there is. There are many other civilizations and other um, beings out there that would be uh, too much empty space, I think, for the creator. The, he likes a really big <laughs> empty space. The, you know, imagine if you had, I, you know, you just put one little dot in a huge um, white sheet of paper that is like the size of like a building, just a tiny little dot. And that's not even like, you know, a good representation because it's infinitely much bigger than that. Uh, you know, so there's other, um, many counts of other uh, beings out there, interactions, and they are living way more advanced than us. So if we are toying with artificial intelligence, I think that they are like, have gone there and beyond. And uh, so if it depends on the level of consciousness and, and, and morality in spiritual development of the civilization, some civilizations could you know, like ours, not very morally evolved, but very technologically advanced, you know, by now, then what happens is it's, it's dangerous, right? It's scary. It's dangerous. Like, don't do it because you're sub 200. Don't mess with that stuff. Like you, you belong in a, <laughs> in a, in a place where you're doing personal development and like self work and, and not necessarily redesigning uh human consciousness when you haven't even achieved uh, a, a higher level so in other places of the planet in which maybe they're more morally advanced i think yeah it's a good thing but for us i think it's just dangerous because we're not there yet so the point of it all and we may I've, get there and then we may do the exact process that we talk about and then that may be exactly where we came from and it's really exciting. Exactly. It's really exciting. But we're always learning and, and picking something up, right? I think we're always in the process oh, of learning. Yes. The character, the video game character continues across lifetimes here, mm -hmm. across different soul vehicles in different realities. And it becomes potentially more and more exciting and difficult and taking on like Joseph and the Code of Many Colors, taking on many different embodiments of the one infinite creator realizing itself and that's so profound that's like the coolest game that exists i don't know if i can even think of a cooler game that could exist than literally one infinite creator 
unveiling and finding itself across different vehicles of sentience in different realities. Like, what? This is the best game in town. That's so dope. Yeah, it's a lot about evolving and the evolution and learning and growth and expansion of your awareness. Yeah. And unconditional love, I think, eternally. That's right? it. I think that continues to expand. On. Spot on. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love it. Last funny question, silly question we have on the show. What is mm-hmm. your favorite food? <laughs> My favorite food. I've been eating a lot of protein powder lately. <laughs> I think that's my favorite food. I'm, uh, I've been eating, um, I try to eat about 100, 100 something grams of protein a day. So I drink protein powder with water like, you know, three, four times a day. And I really look forward to doing that. <laughs> I really enjoy it. <laughs> course that's your answer Uh, when when you uh, choose your uh, protein powder that you think is most optimal what do you choose well i choose bioptimizers because oh shout out (laughs) shout out bioptimizers anthony flores what's wade's last name wade lightheart lightheart wade lightheart and matt Matt gallant and matt gallant panama city yeah, they're meeting right now as we speak, but um, they are. They have, they have protein. They're really famous for enzymes, and they just came out with a line of nootropics that is customizable. Mm. So it's custom made nootropics. Yep. Uh, subscription that they have going is insane. So you can be like hyper focused, and like that's what, you know, people really at high levels are doing yeah, to achieve hyper focused right? nootropics for that. Yeah. So literally I'm combining maybe, you know, <laughs> a couple milligrams of caffeine with a couple milligrams of of maybe C B D, right? Stuff like this. Yeah, no caffeine is higher levels if you have a pretty yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, high see, level not even caffeine, yeah, 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 yeah genius yeah. chemist that it's 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 really customizable. So yeah. it's whatever who you are. So they run tests and things like that. So yeah. So this that's awesome. exciting. So they're doing that. It just came out and just coming out with the protein powder. They're going to have, uh, I think, chocolate coming out and then berry. So Are you currently using their existing protein powder as well? Well, it hasn't come out yet oh, to the so public. This oh, okay. So this is the pre-pre-launch. Oh, right, 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 right. the... We'll keep it on the deal. Yeah, okay. no, when, it's coming when, out. When bio-optimizers, we'll get uh, Wade and we'll get Wade on the show. Anthony's been on the show. Matt, maybe we'll get also on the program and uh we'll shout out more about we'll maybe undergo the process of unpacking the nootropics and unpacking the um the protein powder and we'll share that with our audience could be fun could be some good stuff that'll be amazing of course you're doing 100 grams of protein a day (laughs) look at your muscle she's got more muscle than i do Uh, got way more muscle than i do it's crazy flex (laughs) will you flex for us i'm not very strong right now look at that that's a rock that's a rock though that's a rock look at her deltoids look at her deltoids they're way more like look at the just like how carved they are it's crazy it's nuts she's like i'm not even lifting i'm just yeah so should we show like one jujitsu technique for just to finalize i already have time for that yes okay great okay so i'm gonna describe first because we have to stand up 
I, okay, so what good. I like to do is like in jiu-jitsu, we start standing, but most jiu-jitsu schools, they start sparring on their knees because injuries and this and that. So it's really weird. And there's this whole thing of pulling guard, which is not cool, which is just kind of like sitting on your butt pretty much instead of like taking down oh. and engaging like in, in, in judo or, 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 oh. or wrestling or a leg takedown or a throw or something like that. So I come from like a line like of wrestling and wrestlers. Like I, be, I became a wrestler here, like in, in the US. So I, um, I don't like pulling guard. So I encourage people because when you compete, you start standing, you don't start on your knees. Okay. And pulling guard is just grabbing somebody's hand and sitting on your butt and then just fighting from the from, from there. The, oh, I see. And I think a more like interesting, oh. you know, more aggressive, yeah. Yeah, yeah, more, it is, it is. you when know, you're, when you're kick Spartan thing to do, <laughs> just reaching at their face and at their body yeah. from standing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe tackling, but yeah, pulling yeah. guard is when you pull them down and kind of. Go yeah, from the you mat. just kind of sit on your butt. You just you just have to touch them. You can just sit on your butt. Let's say the the ref says fight. Yeah. And then you just kind of grab their sleeve and sit on your butt. So that's oh, pulling guard. Oh. And then they have to engage that. Oh. And that in, in, in UFC, they don't even allow that. They make you stand up because nobody likes to watch that. So I think a more interesting, visually interesting, engaging theme, maybe a more Spartan thing to do would be to you know, do a takedown or that's my bias, you know, some people are like okay, amazing cool, cool. at pulling guard. So okay, so just one thing so, to keep in mind is that we need the mic. So yeah, how do I we want to, yeah, so how do we want to, so, so what I'm going to explain is a, it's a throw. It's, it's kind of like a throw, but you know, actually hip throw. You don't have to hip throw, which is kind of cool. We get an underhook on each arm. We're going to get an underhook and then we're going to go around the head. So it's a head and arm sort of throw but it's kind of like one that you just twist and sit on your butt. So wow. right away, uh, you get two points for the takedown in a tournament. And then from there, there is a pretty sweet head and arm triangle that's already locked in for you to go. Uh, so it could be a quick like throw and submission. Mission, yeah. And there's also, um, I've done like a wrist lock from Ugh. there because yeah. you know, they're already, they Ugh. falling, they're already locked. So I'm just going to show right now. So we're going to get an underhook and okay. then in each arm on whatever, whichever arm you prefer. And then you lock a grip like this oh, around wow. yeah, yeah. the neck. And then you just kind of twist. You just start starting yeah. to turn. And then eventually you sit on your butt and then they will fall with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, it's just, correct. Yeah. Yep. It's just how it goes. Yep. If you had a head and an arm, you have them. So that's why in wrestling, we... Um, work the underhooks yes and constantly swimming under and doing yeah. this game because you don't want people getting underhook if they if if they get an underhook, underhook and then you're they cooked. come up yeah, yeah and they pull me down i'm yeah you, you yeah. you can't really defend it's past your yeah, defense you can't get from yeah, this and position. if you get an underhook also opens up the 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 side of that body that you can attack oh, that and leg then this becomes vulnerable vulnerable yeah so underhooks are golden Right, yeah. so we're gonna get an underhook. We're gonna go gable grip around okay. the neck, and we're gonna twist, and then we're gonna sit. So I'm just kind of—I don't know—I can't okay. really fall how, here, but I can show the the lock, the the grip. Okay, or we could um, move both chairs, chairs 
out of the way. Oh my god! And then we could um, just show the visual. Okay. Um, because the audio will be too far away right. from the mics. Right. So that's but why I already explained everything we're gonna it. do. Okay. Underhook, okay. lock the Gabriel grip around the neck, okay. and then you just twist, and a person was gonna fall eventually. Is just what happens. Okay. You could you could add your hip if you feel you know. Yeah. After you got this down, you don't, could don't, hip don't into throw, them. Don't but, throw me down too. But hard. not today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, all right. Should we move the chairs and do it? Okay, let's do it. Okay, all right, here we go. Okay, I zoomed out the camera for us. Okay. Okay. This is fun. All right, let's see. This is what this is what our shot looks like now. Okay. Okay. All right. So my head's cut off a little bit. It is cut off a little bit. I can so angle we, the camera. Yeah. I can angle the camera up a little. All That'll right. probably help. Okay, like this, right? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. So, oh, like gosh. In, in a match, we oh, would okay. we shake hands. Yeah. And yeah. then we go, right? So, oh, what wow. I like to do right off the bat go slowly. is like, sure, I like to just do a little bit of a setup, which which is like, I would shake you down like this. When you, oh. While you're thinking about that, it's a okay. distraction, right? Okay. Like, think about that, yeah. and then I'm going here. And that's the underhook. Right, so that's how I get the underhook set up. So, let's so do I'm this, you see? Okay. So, we're gonna uh, do a little uh, jerky now here, and then we get the underhook. Once we have this, yep. you just go around here. Oh, shit. And then now, I'm just kind of like turning, 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 and it's going down eventually, right? Yeah. And I'm gonna sit here. Yep. And then pretty much I have already locked on the head and the arm. And then am, arm I trying to, am I trying to go like this, right? Well, in jujitsu you don't you don't punch. Oh yeah. But um, but even if you in did it's too close, it's too close. It would not really hurt because it's close, right? I want to be close. If I'm far like this, then yeah. your punch is gonna hurt. Or maybe they use their knee. They can't really see you down really one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe. But, but yeah, so that's what we have. So it's so like, yeah. this is the setup. Yeah. Think about that. Usually you come up. So the reaction is, like, if I do this, you react up fast, right? Right? Yeah. And then okay. I come this, I get this, and, and then I get the, the head. Oh. And then I lock oh. the cable. Yeah, and even this. just that. And then I'm just going to twist and turn and sit on my butt. Yeah. And it's going to go down. But if I, w if I really wanted to, I could just add my hip here and take oh! it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> and throw by. I almost got thrown. <laughs> I almost got flipped there. Wow. Oh, they couldn't hear any of this. Well, they could hear, they could a hear it a little bit, yeah. Wow. I love the strategy there. It's kind of like pulling a little bit. Yeah, like that. That's good. Um, I'm going this way a little bit. Like, okay, go ahead and sit. That's good. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Jeez. Like, it kind of is yeah. fun, like the shot's nice and like big now. It's kind of cool. <laughs> wide, wide shot now. Yeah. Well, we'll wrap like this with the shot wide. It looks kind of cool. Um, it's super interesting because it's like with anything, whether you go and shoot a basketball 10,000 times or whether you write 40 books throughout your career, whatever you do. Um, in this case, it's like in jujitsu, you're doing this this underhook 
and you're practicing that underhook thousands of times and you're becoming really good and really fast at it and then submitting the opponents. And it's an important thing to know is this close quarters combat. It's an important, exhilarating, it's a... Um, in a way that you're not targeting the hurt of others, you're targeting mastery. Um, and like you were describing also, there's this sort of process where the opponent, in a sense, is is mirroring your vulnerabilities and, and they're helping you become better like that. I think that's a super cool way to putting it. So, yeah, those were, I already feel, you know, a little bit of that, <laughs> you know, for on, the, on that side of the neck especially, you know, and it's just like... And you're like, wow, I'm this is just a game right now. But this shit really hurts, even just like as a as a play. And that's not a... supposed to hurt because that's just a throwing thing. Right. It's, it's not like there is submissions that are meant to hurt. hurt. Right. Yeah. If I if I were to land on that with the with your head and arm locked like that, I would do like a movement like this. And then that would be a head and arm choke. And then that will choke you out. That will like eventually it cuts off circulation to the brain so that's more like a meant to hurt kind of thing or joint manipulations right arm bars and things exactly like that. yeah yeah those are meant to hurt this wasn't meant to hurt there yeah. was nothing exactly there's <laughs> nothing exactly i love it okay wow okay that's that's a wrap uh, and we have uh, like like we did our we did our nice great demo at the end as well. I love that. I'm glad we did that. We got our hypnosis demo. We got to unpack the warrior champion mindset. I loved it. It was great. Um, the human development that was awesome. Just the stages of consciousness development were great. Adelita Montero, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. It's so fun. This is super ridiculously fun. I've loved every moment of it. It's been so nice. <laughs> it's been super enriching. I hope for everyone as well that you guys have had a good time. Let us know your thoughts in the comments below on the episode. We'd love to hear from you. Like the video. Subscribe if you haven't already. Go and check out Adelita's channel. She has a bunch of content on her channel as well about the things that she was teaching about on the program. There are also some other uh, links in the bio below. We have the... Uh, Instagram profile for Adelita. Go and check that out as well. Go and follow her. Her content is really inspiring. I share a lot of it myself. And then uh, the AdelitaMonteroLive.com link to her website where she has a bunch of this also unpacked in uh, more detail on there. And practice that warrior champion mindset, everyone. Practice it. As you manifest your dreams into the world, practice that. And support the other artists, entrepreneurs, spiritual leaders, scientists, engineers around the world that you believe in. Support them and help them flourish. You can support simulation. Our links are in the bio below to support us. Help us flourish. I love that. What a great show. Warrior Champion Mindset. That's it. Simulation. I love it. 707. That's 707. a magic number. It's a very magic number. It's a super magic number. Thank you. Super powerful episode. Thanks, everyone. Much love. Thanks for tuning in. See you soon. Ciao. Ciao. Peace. <laughs>